Guys, hello, welcome. Today on the... I need a new name and we need to get a name for this. Mac Report Live Podcast thingamajigger. We've got um, we've got Ted, Ted1884 um, joining us. And um, yeah, there seems to be a load of hype in this already. I've had a couple of follows already, Ted. So welcome to the stream, man. Um, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, thanks for having me, firstly. And I'm um, glad the hair storm is here. He's following around <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah, we've got Gunskiller, we've got Stormy, we've got Kronk, Boss Brian. Boss Brian just followed just before uh, we went live as well, so thanks, guys. Uh, thank you for the follows if you followed. My alerts are quiet, all the sounds are off, um, but the um, that's just so that we're not getting distracted. I've got Ted turned right up, and I didn't want to blow anyone's earphones, but by all means, chat away. Um and uh, throw questions in, and we'll I'll try. I've got some viewer questions already, along with some other stuff, but we'll throw other ones in. Ted doesn't look 130 years old. Ah, uh, okay. So that that seems like a good place to start. Then Ted, tell us about the name. Oh, okay, I can guess the beginning bit. Is Ted your real name? It it's my nickname. So yeah, basically. Um, so where does the where does the 1884 come from? Um, well, I'm from Derby, and Derby County were established in 1884, and Ted was always um, already taken, obviously, on all the games, so I could never just choose Ted, so I just chucked 1884 at the end. I nice. get one either, so. <laughs> Can I hire the volume of Ted? Right, okay, oh man, I, I'm going to try. Let's crank Ted right up. I'm going to turn everything up, guys. Let's see if we can get it. I know that I'm very loud, so it's maybe, it's maybe that need to turn me down. Um, right, Ted. There we go. We've got you back. We want to hear the cutie. Exactly. <laughs> Half it is. Um, yeah, so, um, Ted, you're kind of, I, I think I described you, we had Crunk on a couple of weeks ago, and I described you as one of the most connected people in Clash who doesn't, like, doesn't, like, uh, do any content stuff or anything like that. Does that make sense? Well, I can hear yeah. myself. They probably can't, but there you go. Um, so, what? Um, how do? What do you? How do you? What is your association with class? How do, clash? How do you? Um, how do you see it? Well, in the past, it was always like a. Well, we'll get onto that later. But at the minute, it's more of like a social slash businessy kind of thing, more so than a game at the minute, just because of um. My ability dropped off quite a lot, so I um, started focusing on the behind-the-scenes kind of things. Because not many people really focus on that at Clash, so it was quite a big um, void that I thought I could fill. So it was, yeah, it's more of like a entrep entrepreneurial, um, a bit of like a, a bit of experience almost to move into the esports scene. I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah, no, I I would say entrepreneur. I think I think um I would go with that. Like spotting a gap in the market, seeing where there's a there's a there's an area for like a competition or like that, that that it's that creativity from the entrepreneur stuff. Yeah, I totally get where you're going with that. Um, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. Um, so how so you're um. Shoshire Iron Brew, here you go, Floxy. Sorry, man, I got distracted by Floxy, <laughs> which is not a surprise. Floxy is a uh, is yelling abuse. Um, as always, um, but yeah, so got your kind of association. So, like you been, you were playing Clash before. Um, how did you get into Clash? How long have you been playing? When did you kind of stop? Um, 
think it was my third year of um, secondary school, so that would have been 2015. Is that right? 2015, 16? One of them. Um, and a couple of people at school were playing it, and I thought, well, I'll give it a go. It's um, something to do. Um, and then we had like a little clan that we used to play in, and there was about 10, 15 of us that were all kind of playing, and there was a couple that were... Um, they were like Rush Tunnel 9s, I think it was, and we were like <laughs> Tunnel 6 and 7. And that was kind of like the little thing for a little craze for a little bit. And then everyone kind of stopped playing it just as I started to get to like around Tunnel 9 level. And that's when I started just kind of playing it in not secret, but kind of just playing it by myself and eventually um, fell into the competitive scene. Yeah, I've been playing since about 2015, 16, so it's been a while. Cool, man. And uh, but so we were chatting before you came on, and um, so the, we've got to talk about the update that's just dropped today. Um, I've upgraded, I've um, I've up- upgraded already, but you were saying you're not going to upgrade. Is that you're you're sticking to Tunnel Thirteen? Um, why is that? What's your thought process behind that? Um, so that's the main thought process is that um, I'm not overly good at Tunnel Thirteen, so I don't think I'll be great at Tunnel Fourteen. And if I stay at Tunnel Thirteen, I won't spend stupid money on trying to get up to max and even though I don't really play I don't want to be like non-max panel 14 so I end up wasting money and time to max it out and then just kind of letting the account slowly fade away while it gets max so I'm hoping I can get back into playing a little bit whilst I'm panel 13 still. Cool. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so what, so the, it's been a bit controversial, this whole update. So I'm quite excited about it. I think the pets are really interesting. In the same way that Siege Machines totally changed the game, you've got pets that are totally changing it as well. Um, but the esports scene's pretty pretty angry about it. What, what Do you think it's good or bad for esports? What, what's your thoughts? I think it's good in the terms of it's... With the update, there's been quite a few people that haven't been involved in Clash Clans for a while that seem to be pulled back in. So someone called Surfing Boy, who's a Fortnite mobile um, content creator, used to play Clash Clans. He's starting up a third YouTube channel to do Clash of Clans stuff now. Um, A couple of people I've seen, like Orange Juice, has posted something about the update. Um, And so has someone called Full Frontage, who's part of Team Liquid. So there's been quite a few different people outside of Clash that seem quite excited about the update. So in that aspect, it's quite good in terms of bringing more viewers, more of a audience almost to Clash Clans, which hopefully would improve the competitive aspect into like people, the more people watching it means more sponsors and all that stuff. But in terms of actual like players and stuff, I feel a little bit sorry for them because the amount of money they'll have to put in to get to a level where they can compete so to speak in these that the mobile open and other events that start in soon will have to be a lot of money so i'm glad i'm not a player is um yeah i think all i can say so yeah i think that's it isn't it we've got this like you've got this mass i remember you probably remember as well back when clash clans used to be when they used to say now we're not um we're going as far as town hall 10 and that's it we're not doing anything else we're not introducing new troops they said that Supercell yeah. said that 
And um, Tencent came along and basically totally revolutionised how they were doing things. Said, "No, you need to get this this upgrade cycle going on. It needs to needs longevity. It needs to stop people from dropping off." And that's the main player base are casual players, aren't they? So yeah, um, that's who they need to appeal to first, and that's what the main sort of drive is for uh, for Town Hall fourteen. And sort of, I think where that sort of big like it's a huge update it's bigger than downhill 13 was it's massive yeah um but yeah the um and i think the top end the guy the like alternate attacks right yeah. game in they're gonna get bankrolled they're gonna be all right but it's your uh possibly unicorns of love i don't know but um some of your smaller teams like um like plug and play unfair warfare silent snipers they're having to bankroll themselves and that is that's rough, isn't it? That's uh, that's the guys that are really going to suffer from this. Yeah, it's going to be a very expensive um, update and upgrade, and yeah, it's going to take um, a lot of money, especially with like the most money for them other teams will come in prize money and stuff like that. And then so if they don't upgrade, and they're unlikely to burn money back, and it's yeah, a hard cycle at the minute. The world's warm-ups suddenly made sense. I was chatting to Alex uh, Clash-Styler on. The world's warm-ups suddenly made sense to me. Like, ah, that was a way to pay your top eight teams and make sure they had loads of prize money, loads of gems ready to go to invest into that uh, into that May qualifier because May qualifiers are really interesting now, aren't they? Do you think they think Supercell should have not had May qualifiers? Do think we should have pushed it back to June? I think from a uh, tournament organiser... Um, side of things I'm guessing they've got stuff in place with sponsors and dates that they've had to set for a long time where they've kind of like said we need this and that so then for like the finals whenever that's going to be I'm guessing they've yeah. got a date in place there so I'm guessing they've got to go with this um, May date and then work through it but in terms of the player base I do think it's going to be a little bit um, one-sided maybe if a couple of teams have just gem to max completely, they're going to be at a big advantage for those who haven't been able to um, max their accounts yet. And I think we'll see a couple of upsets, um, to be honest with you. I think we'll still see some upsets, though. Or do you yeah. So, um, what, yeah. what do you think, Jink? Uh, Town Hall 14's uh, pay to win. That's what um, people were throwing around. Is that is that a fair assessment? Um. I think in the very earliest like competitions where it's only been a couple of weeks in, I do think there's going to be an advantage to being um, a more max account. But then you still see like ten or twelve versus thirteen triples in like mixed breakdowns, and um, even in like the Champions War League, there mixed breakdown leagues you see ten or twelve versus thirteen or eleven versus twelve triples. So if the skill level is there, then players, even with a slightly worse offense, can still triple a base, but it will give a bit of an advantage to people who, well, either way, if your account's stronger, you'll have an advantage. But I do think um, the best skill teams will have still go through. Yeah, okay. I think. <laughs> cool, happy days. Uh, I'm leading the chat. There's loads of people in the chat. Guys, thank you if you followed. Um, sorry, I'm not saying thank you for the follows, but thank you very much. There's been a few followers. I'm assuming fans of Ted coming in there. Um, Fluxy, Ted, can you just say hello to Fluxy? Uh, I think I would. I think he'd actually wet himself if you were to say that. Just, uh, just give Fluxy a wee shout out. There you go. See, he's happy now. Fluxy's going to go off and 
die now somewhere in a corner. Uh, he's going to be so happy. Um, <laughs> and um, here we go. What we got? Uh, Vertex Cup and uh, NECC was what I was going to talk about next. Um, so you did the Pinnacle Cup. Was that your first competition? Yeah, I... Um... When was it? it must have been like November, December. Um, I started planning it, and it wasn't going to be the pinnacle book. It's going to be like a joint thing with a um, team, kind of thing. Just kind of get, get their name out a little bit, and then some things changed, and I thought it's still a good idea to carry on doing it myself and just kind of find a way to fund it and advertise it and all that stuff. So I managed to come up with the pinnacle cup name, and luckily enough of the big teams um, said yes to playing in it because I think at the time there wasn't too much else on and right, yeah. um, we managed to get a good little season one out of it I think it was 32 teams we invited and um, yeah we had a right good time with the little group stage and it followed by a single elimination and I think it was um, it was one of the first few 5v5 leagues um, so that was probably why it took off so much just because it was one of the few um, ones at the time. Um, I can't. Someone's asking if they can increase if I can increase your volume. I can't increase uh, Ted's volume anymore, guys. You're just gonna have to be quiet. <laughs> I'll have to talk up a little bit. There you go. Ted will speak up a little bit. There you go. And uh, Ted, he's not used to being in front of the camera. This is a, this is a kind of a first for Ted. So yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, Nerve wracking. Yeah. It's fine, man. Don't worry about it. I mean, you've got like you've got loads of fans in here. I would, I would actually ignore the chat. Um, they're getting far too. Um, We're there in fans as well. I'm like, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then we've got um, so sorry. Um, so Pinnacle Cup was your first thing, and then you moved on. You created the Vertex Cup. Um, so Pinnacle Cup is that done? Are you not? Are you um, not doing Pinnacle Cup anymore? We did a season two, just as the. Um, that coronavirus kicked off as like a, we just went really big. Did I think there was like what was it? It was like 150 or 250 teams in. We had like nine European divisions, nine um, like Asian, I think it was, and then a few about five or six um, American, South American divisions. So we went really big, which was a lot of work. Um, had a good season there, but then there was a, a deal with a sponsorship um, that kind of took over the Pinnacle Cup and they were going to fund it and then I'll just keep on running it but then they kind of fell off the face of the earth so they technically have the rights to the Pinnacle Cup and the name and all that stuff and the branding but they just basically disappeared um, out of anywhere so they like they actually paid for the rights to it so there was that like, came at me with an offer said we'll give you this money to take over and then we'll just let you run it and we have the right to the name and then yeah they just kind of disappeared and that was the last I heard of that really ah okay cool and is that where the Vertex Cup came out of that Vertex Cup's slightly different it's this sort of national yeah. uh, side of things yeah um, I want because I kind of I quite enjoy doing the events especially because I'm not playing it's like another it's something to keep me busy in the in the community talk. There is still quite a few people I like to interact with in the community. Um, so I thought I'll do another event and then managed to come to the Vertex Cup. And um, it was actually me and Fence Post were talking in the Twitter DM at one point and it was kind of like spitballing ideas and um, 
was talking about like Olympics with nations and then another idea was about how to do Clash Clan, Clash Royale and Brawl Stars and we never quite thought of a way to bring them all together and then it kind of clicked one time so I took it to a um, that's when we got the idea to like, do the nas- national teams with the different um, games and kind of bring them all together for the champion of the Super Soul games which na- national is the champion um, and then it kind of snowballed um, snowballed? Is that the right word? Yeah I think so yeah. Um, and it kind of spiraled into what it is and it, I got a bit of a lucky break and it kind of blew up a little bit so yeah so how did so Northern Arena they're involved in Vertex Cup as well aren't they and also yeah. they're they're doing the Pro League as well and was was that was that your lucky break you were talking about getting involved with uh, them for Vertex Cup yeah I was um, I was making I was speaking to someone called Mobile Matt who's basically like a genius when it comes to mobile esports he's like the <laughs> person to talk to if you want to know anything or anything. he's just yeah he's dead good in everything um, I feel like I've learned everything that I need to know at the minute from him um, and he was helping me put together a pitch deck for the Vertex Cup and I got a pretty decent pitch deck put together and I sent it to a couple of people just to kind of get their opinions on it and I sent it to Lady B to get her opinion on it and just at the same time she was speaking to Carl who's the owner of the Northern Arena and he was looking to get into mobile esports so it kind of the timing couldn't have been better that I sent it to her and she passed it on to him he liked it and then he got in touch with me and from that we managed to um, make an agreement of how the Vertex Cup would work and um, yeah so they decided to sponsor that and kind of left me to myself a little bit um, they kind of said we'll put the money up you do this and then we'll stream the finals um, and see how it goes and yeah it went pretty pretty well um, yeah it's cool man yeah, yeah, and then and then off the back of that, we've got we've got had just had season two of Vertex Cup. Um, yeah. probably I think probably the most controversial thing about Vertex Cup, the thing that I saw the most in that server and possibly in streams and all that as well, was um was was asking how did you choose the nationalities? How did you choose what choose what nations got in? How did you choose the teams that represented um each nation? How did that come about? Um, in season one, it was really tough to get everything um, sorted so there must have been like 30 40 teams in clash clans that wanted to take part like different nationalities but obviously because we was doing it with clash royale and brawl star 2 i had to have 60 nationalities that i could get in touch with a team from brawl stars and clash royale and clash clan um so china was one of the teams that we wanted in season one but they can't play brawl stars against other regions in china so ah, okay. they can only play against Chinese players and they can't play against in like an international tournament. So that kind of, that was a massive spanner in the works where we were kind of like ready with the Chinese team and then that happened. So we had to rethink it all. So season one was quite tough um, to get the 16 teams. So obviously I'm kind of a nobody in Clash Royale and Brawl Stars. So it was hard to get in touch with people. And my, um, my Twitter account got suspended for DMing too many people that I didn't follow <laughs> or didn't follow me. So I think it's, I've only just got that back about two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> so I had to make a new account ages ago. So that's, um, that's positive I've got it back, but now I've just got a useless kind of account sat around. And then season two, um, we only rejected one um, team that applied. Um, well, obviously if there was like two from one nation, we'd either get them together or 
they play off or we just kind of choose one depending on the time and restraint. But um, yeah, there was only one actual team that um, applied that we rejected because they weren't actually from that nation. They just kind of said they were. Um, so yeah, team playing for Antarctica was it? The old, uh, the old Antarctica region on the on the clan bio. <laughs> I think it was Andorra, maybe. Um, but yeah, so other than that, it was just based on who applied because obviously there was an Irish team um, that applied, and uh, to be honest, I kind of wrote them off quite early on, which was um, Ashbutar. They just I don't really know these guys. I'm not sure how well they'll do. And then they came out the gates really strongly, and um, they got a couple of really good wins early on and shocked me and I know the other two staff members I was working with with how well they um, performed so yeah it was a it's quite nice to get a couple of surprises in it with obviously none of the teams are the same as what they do play in normal competitions so it's quite nice to see the different um, groups of players and some unknown people getting their kind of break on the bigger stage I guess yeah that's cool that's cool um, go on then and then um, and then NACC this I, I'm really excited about NACC, um, and uh, oh, actually, go on then. Guns has thrown a question in the chat, and actually, I think I think this is a genuine. I think I have got an opinion on this. He's asked if um, if you think that Corona has had an influence on the clash scene, and the the COVID um, virus has had anything. Um, I don't know how much of an impact it's had on Clash Clan specifically, um, but. I've been looking, and I've been speaking to Mobile Matt, and I like, see stuff he's retweeted or he's mentioned in the server, Discord server he has about the different um, figures for this year compared to like the past year kind of thing, um, revenue-wise for a lot of gaming and mobile gaming specifically. Mobile gaming has had like a massive increase because obviously everyone's at home, everyone's got a phone, yeah. so loads of the games have um, kind of just blown up again. Um, so I'm not sure on like the specific stats and stuff like that for Clash of Clans, but I do know mobile esports has had a big rise. But so has all esports, and yeah. um, I'm sure lots of TV shows and stuff like that have had a higher um, amount of people watching them. But obviously, esports is kind of like the new um, thing where I'm sure esports uh, takes more money than the movie scene, um, or not esports, but gaming takes more money than the Hollywood movies at the minute and um, mobile gaming takes the most money compared to any other uh, PC or console. Mobile gaming accounts for about 48% of the market. Um, Mental. I, I wasn't really yeah. aware of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, do, it's, it's definitely so much. From my point of view, it's definitely had a, an influence. I mean, I, like, I started started my YouTube channel again at the, the start of the lot. It was about a year ago. Yeah. And because I had free time and I was like I just yeah. started playing around making videos and then bounced into, into streaming and now I'm chatting to you it's, it's bizarre yeah. um, so it's just like it's these sort of strange things so yeah I think it's had a massive influence I think it's it, I felt it in my clan I felt that more people came back to Clash of Clans because they were kind yeah. of bored and then as the lockdown started to ease around the world we we saw some people drop off again who like work was getting in the way and all that and hopefully they're all going to come back because of Town Hall 14 so yeah. Um, yeah. Go on then. Tell us. Explain to us what NECC is. Explain to us the concept behind it. So you're doing a lot of talking in this, by the way. So you know, I yeah, can talk right, for a bit um, if you want. <laughs> um, NECC. To be honest, I was just um, at the Vertex Corp. Without saying it's easy to run, um, I've got it 
running pretty smoothly with all the teams. Everyone knows what they've got to do. We had quite a good um, communication with all the captains. And I was kind of missing the um, how we ran the Pinnacle Cup. It was obviously all the pro teams, so it was a bit different. Um, and I didn't enjoy one more than the other, but I did miss the um, setting an event up where you have alternate attacks facing Unicorns of Love Day. And I quite enjoyed the big names kind of going at each other. Um, so I kind of missed doing that a little bit. So I thought, I was trying to think of a new idea because there's so many um, leagues at the minute that are just doing that 5v5, group stage knockouts, group stage knockouts. And um, if I did that, it's just a lot harder to get any kind of sponsorship. Um, because obviously, what can I do differently that the rest don't already do? Why should they um, give any kind of sponsorship to me over, say, the Global Clash Cup or... CWL esports like there's nothing that I can offer better than them potentially in a just normal 5v5 from their eyes anyway um, so I was trying to come up with a different idea and um, to honestly just I was watching um, football because that's what I've done in lockdown pretty much watch football ate lots of food and um, <laughs> not really done much and I was watching the Premier League and I thought well there's no like proper Premier League in Clash why don't I just try and get something sorted there and that's when I messaged Kunk about it and once I realised he was on board I started um, spitballing the ideas got everything presentable and made the little pitch deck that I was actually really happy about it looked really good um, <laughs> <laughs> and sent it off to Northern Arena because we were still just we were just getting it when did I start it? I think it was just as we were starting the Vertex Cup season 2 so it's been um under wraps for quite a long time now um so there's been a long time where i've been waiting for it to go public because obviously we can't announce it. i've got to wait for northern arena to announce it so we waited a long time for that but um yeah it's been about two months of discussing things getting dates set getting um things sorted out and obviously channel 14 started getting spoken about so we had to change things around get everything ready um, and then Northern Arena obviously said that they're interested and we started working even harder on it and that's when I started to get the um, team of people together so yeah it just kind of again snowballed with um, once I got the idea there I'd, and obviously with lockdown I've got loads of time I just kept on um, pushing until I got my way almost yeah nice sometimes that's what you need the way just to push it through you need that sort of that, that doggedness um so like so the way the concept of 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 the pro league is you've got is it eight teams or is it 18 teams um 18 teams 18 teams 18 yeah. pro teams the top 18 teams um i reckon i could probably get about 10 of them really quickly but then that the sort of the the, the lower half of that without saying who the lower half are did you find that challenging was that quite difficult to pick or was it did you find it quite easy yeah, like what was the you process said, you went through? The top ten were pretty easy. Um, like the first invite, well, the only invite at the start that I sent out was um, alternate attacks because if I can't get alternate attacks, it's not a pro league. There's no, yeah. <laughs> um, there's no chance it can succeed if you don't have them. And that was kind of like the, other than the sponsor pitch, that was the hardest pitch that I um, had to do. I had to get them agreed to like a four and a half months event yeah. where they might not win anything um, 
in four and half months is quite a long time to put in if you don't win anything. So, I had to, once I got them convinced, though, everyone else is um, not it becomes easier. But, yeah, once you've got alternate attacks, everyone else is kind of interested because it's going to be a good event and yeah. you want to um, knock them off their perch, I guess. So, that but there was about 20, 30 teams that we thought could be in that um, top 18. So there was about 10 or 15 probably fighting for that last eight spaces that was really hard. Because we even spoke to some, um, a fair few other tournament organisers, some of the ESL staff and admins for different regions about who to invite the last couple. Because there was a couple of, um, I don't want to say which teams, but there was a couple that were very um, 50-50 on which group, which one right. to invite. Yeah, so yeah, we had yeah, to yeah. get some other people's opinions and make sure we used everything we could to try and choose the right teams. And and then is that where the division, the sort of the second division came about, where you thought, right, we need something that potentially... Because that, for me, is my favourite concept of it. I love that CWL do that, where they've got this... this now got this sort of, like, entity division. EYG are doing something similar as well, where you've got the homemade and the and the pro and all that. And I, I love that sort of second division, where they can potentially, the following season, could be moving into that top one. Is that where that came about? Um, yeah, kind of that we kind of knew that there were so many teams that um, would want to take part and wouldn't be invited to Division 1, but we're all good teams that obviously could be good to um, get involved in Division 2. And also, I had a meeting with um, a couple of community managers with Supercell, and they really liked the Pro League idea, but obviously they wanted it to be inclusive to everyone, so everyone could apply. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously with an invited event that's hard that was, that's kind of impossible to do because obviously no one's applying so then that's kind of how we took the Division 2 idea on to make sure that we could get um, more teams involved and the what we're thinking of for the next season because this is going to be like a long term event we're not just planning to do one season get a, like the name out there and just kind of dipping off this is like a hopefully going to be a good few years of, um, well, even longer, kind of as long as Clash have got an esports scene. We yeah. plan to have this as the main pro league. Um, so we're hoping to add Division 3 next season, um, as well as we're having Open Cups. So we'll have different events where um, teams that aren't in Division 1 or Division 2 can take part in like a single elimination bracket to Ooh. earn spaces for... Um, Division 2 next season or because then teams that aren't as well known so there's, there's going to be some teams that don't really have a name for themselves yet that are new to the scene that obviously won't be accepted Division 2 straight away because they haven't got enough experience but then they can take part in these events and earn their spot um, for next season as well as we're going to work with a couple of community leagues um, I'm not going to say which names yet but a couple of big names where the winners of that division um, that league will then get spaces as well. So we're trying to involve a couple of um, events together kind of thing to try and build uh, everything up. Ah, that's cool, man. I like that sort of working together with different leagues and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, yeah, that's cool. What um, what about the people that... So you obviously had to upset quite a few people, I think, with the Division 2 teams. Um, I, I've seen some of it on Twitter already. I'm sure you get a lot more. Um, what, what, like... We talked kind of, me and Krunk talked about when he was on, talked about the process you went through and how it was quite rigorous and choosing those teams. But 
what do you what do you do when you get like people that are just angry with life and angry with you because they've not you've you've not picked their team? Um, how do you handle that? Um, rather than it kind of it kind of depends on the situation because we had some people angry that they did get into Division Two because they wanted to be in Division One. They thought they should be good enough to win Division One kind of thing, but they're in Division Two, so we've had people that are happy to be in but also angry that they didn't get invited to Division 1. Um, we've had teams, obviously, that didn't get into Division 2 that have been quite annoyed. Um, I must have had, like, 30, 40 DMs the next day after we announced <laughs> the teams and said that um, people haven't been invited. So there's definitely been a few, but most people are quite understanding um, about it, kind of thing, because, obviously, there's not much... I'm used to being able to choose everything myself. Um, I've always liked the Pinnacle Cup, the Vertex Cup. It's basically just been me as the sole person running everything. So I've never had to worry about um, anyone else's decisions being involved. So I've always wanted to just pick the teams I want, and then that's kind of it. Whereas I knew the NACC has potential to be really big in Clash of Clans if we can do it right. So I wanted to make sure I had a good team with me. That's why obviously I spoke to Kronk and... Um, Danny, um, David, um, just loads of them in, everyone involved, they've all got a lot of experience and obviously I couldn't just say, oh, I want this team involved. Yeah. They're going to be involved because I want them. So we had to do a vote on it all and it was, um, there was about four or five teams that um, I wanted that obviously didn't make the cut, which was um, <laughs> different for me because obviously I'm used to just being, okay, these teams are in. It's so, so yeah, funny, Krug said almost exactly the same thing, yeah. <laughs> where he didn't get his way. And um, so one a question didn't ask Krunk, but I'm going to ask you, and you can you can choose to not answer this if you want. Um, but like, what was the team that you were most gutted that didn't get in, that that you had to turn away, that you were like, like you had, like I've got a soft spot for certain teams. Is there one that you were like, I'm so gutted that they couldn't get in, but we just it's quite a nice name to be calling out with that um, there was a couple that I even DM'd to say check out this um, the applications it's starting there I'd quite like to get you involved obviously I didn't make it oh um, man that's yeah, yeah, that's gone. yeah the two which teams like, there's a couple that I thought were kind of like on the edge um, but there's a bit more unknown that didn't get the amount of votes and then there's obviously I don't want to say that one team's like there's a that one hive obviously they're a massive name that didn't make yeah. the cut that I wanted to get involved um, one just because their name alone is probably bigger than any other team um, in Clash Clans obviously Dark Loot is one hive were kind of like the big names back in the day yeah. Trial Gaming and people out of obviously they're probably growing bigger than that and alternate attacks maybe even but one hive are just such a big name that um even when you're speaking to sponsors sometimes, you can kind of use them and their media side to help and stuff like that. And their ability is, um, they're, I think, one of the most underrated teams in the scene, realistically, because they've got such a big name. Um, everyone just kind of slates them a little bit. Um, right, yeah. And then Coastal Clash was another one that I wanted to get involved just because I, I really like them guys. They're all good players but they've not been too involved in the 5v5 team recently. They did quite well in Mobile Open, um, but then they've not done too much in the community leagues. So I just couldn't convince the others that we should give them the shot. 
because yeah. obviously they didn't have enough um, in the other people's eyes enough experience in the scene whereas um, the other teams obviously did so but I would have really enjoyed Coastal Clash in there I do think they'd have um, added something a little bit different especially like with a bit of um, that banter almost on social media and kind of drumming up a little bit of hype like that I do think they could have been quite an interesting team to have involved I mean, yeah. the dark horse almost uh, blast from the past Cool, man. That's cool. awesome. Um, what about ambitions for the competition? Um, where where do you want to see it going in the future? You got like, how do you increase that prize money pool? All that sort of stuff. I'm definitely leading you down something that I want you to talk about. It's up to you if you talk about it. <laughs> um, this year, the ambitions is obviously it's going to that. Like, each week we're going to have a special, um, not a special show, a main show like a um, Super Sunday kind of thing where we'll have a show picked out at a certain time. We'll have it on the Northern Arena channel with casters and we'll have a pre-show with all the um, like earliest, like the stats or the recaps, everything like that. Everything's going to be involved like you would on like a proper, um, I keep on going back to football, Premier League stats, so like a, yeah. the pre-match and post-match, you have interviews, we'll have special guests on, everything like that's going to be, um, I'm hoping that goes really well because obviously that's a bit of a new thing in Clash. We're going to take the production and the media level up um, a few notches hopefully because Northern Arena are just amazing when it comes to that side of things um, that on the day of the finals the amount of um, rehearsals the amount of different voice chats people are in to make sure production's ready the graphics everything's just kind of on point so I'm hoping that the production side of things blows up really well I'm this is like obviously quite a big wish almost but I'm hoping that we get a silver ticket for the last chance qualifiers um I know that in Mobile Open's got a couple and yeah. Supercell are very keeping the cards close to their chest so I don't have a clue um, if we're even on the radar for it but I do really hope that we can kind of use that as well to kind of take the event to another level with because obviously with $10,000 the, the competition is going to be high but if teams can then get a chance at the last qualifiers that could be a huge thing as well because obviously the top five teams will get the will earn the payout for the ten thousand dollars but then the sixth team and if there's already six um the six teams making it to the world championships and arguably the top five will be the top five teams in the NACC will hopefully get a chance anyway. We could even see like the sixth team from the um NACC getting that last chance qualifier so there could be a um it could kind of spur on the rest of the teams that aren't quite going to finish top yeah. to potentially get a big prize act. If you get through that, that's a huge thing, getting to the world finals and all that stuff. Yeah, because okay. the, the the whole, the way they did the, the community vote last time was, it didn't work, did it? That that, no. that was the reality. That It just, there were two teams that got absolutely battered in, in the finals. And, uh, well, not, not, not both of them, but... Um, but yeah, it was just a popularity contest, and it was just, Twitter was just full of people buying votes essentially with like, oh, yeah. we'll send you a jersey and all this sort of stuff. And I think yeah. the um, voting it's good in terms of it brings more people involved into the um, scene, maybe with um, having it in game and stuff like that. Because I think because there's barely anyone involved in the competitive scene compared to like the majority of Clash Clan. There's yeah, one yeah that's a good point. It brought it into, it was, it was in your game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
but there was even um, about four months ago, maybe, someone applied to Unicorns of Love um, in the Discord server, and he was very new to the competitive scene. He'd kind of, he'd always been in farm clans and stuff like that, and he didn't know who alternate attacks were. Um, he was a max down all 13, he was good, he was a very good player, but he had no idea who they were kind of thing, and it's like, yeah. obviously that's, it's just such a massive world apart from the competitive scene, the casual scene. So I think the voting does pull more people involved into the, or at least makes them aware of it. But yeah, it doesn't really, um, it's not the fairest way potentially to do it. Yeah. Um, so um, Alex has said in here, he said, who's making the graphics for uh, for um, for the, the Pro League? I think he's uh, I think he's angling for a job there. But um, are NECC, are they covering that themselves? Or are you are you looking for people? Um, we might be potentially inviting a whole load of DMs for you here, but are you are you interested in stuff like that? I've already had quite a few people um, ask me about it anyway, um, but the actual everything um, from sponsorships, production, all the we're going to be putting lots of different bits of media out. Um, all graphics is all covered by Northern Arena. Um, we have someone called Gabrielle, who's the um, who's hired with Northern Arena to, to cover all their graphics for anything they need. So he's, we have he's him. just explained himself. He said, "I just like the graphics." He was wondering. Okay, I thought I thought he was <laughs> yeah. angling for a I thought he was angling for a job. So <laughs> it, he's the same guy who um, did it all for the Vertex Cup as well, but obviously he's getting more into Clash of Clans now. I guess so. I think. From the first Universe Cup to the second, and then now onto the NACC, I do think the um, quality, not the quality, but the relativeness. Like, yeah, yeah, sort of that. Um, it's more Clash of Clansy feeling to the graphics now compared to yeah. the Vertex Cup. So I'm thinking he's feeling he's getting his like mojo a little bit for Clash of Clans. So yeah, it's his kind of first go into mobile gaming, but. I think he's doing a really good job. It's great to have him there because obviously he's just, whenever we need him, he's there to do sense the fact. And we've got a few things obviously waiting to publish, um, which is going to be quite good fun graphics cool. wise. So we've got him um, uh, last time, last week when Alex was on, we, hit, we did this uh, click speed tester over 10 seconds. Now we've got some technical issues that um, you're currently using your phone so we can't, yeah. you had to do this offline. Uh, but Alex last uh, last week, I think I need to find the notes. I've not made a graphic for this yet, but Alex got um, a 10.2 I think. He's probably about to tell me in the chat he'll correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure he got, pretty sure he got 10.2. Um, so we're going to reveal um, if Ted is above or below Alex on the click tester. This is called, uh, anyone doesn't know, this is called click speed tester, uh, clickspeedtester.com. And it's basically about mouse control. Um, it's meant to be mouse control, but we're using it on our, on our, um, on our phones or iPads. And you're just seeing how quickly you can tap because that's relevant to Clash of Clans, kind of. It's kind of like the stick going around the lap of the stick. But it's not. It's tapping a screen. Anyway, so um, here we go. This is uh, this is Ted's score in all its glory. Three, two, one, boom. There you go. So your score was nine point two clicks per second. So you are you're at glorious second place. Or um, another way of looking at it is that you're last because there's only been two people. So you decide how you want to have that. Um, I'm gonna pull Wait, out. Alex said he used his mouse and got thirteen point seven. No, that's I beat you. That wasn't the one that he said. Anyway, yeah. 
You're going to watch it. I, um, I struggled. I'm going to use an excuse today saying I struggled because I double clicked. It kept on zooming in. So obviously, <laughs> I could have I could beat Alex if, um, if my phone wasn't playing up. So that's my, um, <laughs> that's my excuse. Blaming the technology. Love it. Yeah, obviously. Happy days, Fergie. You want to be um, want to be in the next interview, Fergie. You um, you send me a DM, man, and we can DM, man, and we can chat about it. Um, oh, I've lost my I've lost my questions now. Um, we're going to leave that score up, just sitting below you now, sort of looking all glorious. Um, we've not got loads of time left. Um, we're going to kind of the other side of what you do in the background of Clash of Clans is managing uh, unicorns of love. Um, what what is man? What does that mean to manage unicorns of love? Tell us about that. Um, I know that I've seen quite a lot of um on Twitter from different people from other games, seeing quite a lot of different kind of definitions of what it is or what it does. But the way I kind of see it is just basically making it as easy as possible for the players just to play. So anything that the teams kind of need, um, anything that the team needs, I basically have to, I just kind of try my best to take the worries away so they can just focus on playing and building and stuff like that. So I know it's not like a very technical term, but I'm just kind of like the little admin guy um, that kind of like just runs around and does all the little stuff that no one really wants to do um, just so then that the, te- the players can then perform at the best without having to worry about doing the boring stuff i guess cool oh, that makes sense that makes sense um and so why do you do that why what was the motivation for getting involved in that sort of thing so it doesn't sound like the most exciting of jobs <laughs> um well actually back in the day um back in the day like about a year and a half ago when is it, is it now april yeah it was almost like september october 2019 i think it was um Affiliate esports, um, we're just kind of getting into Clash of Clans, and that was before that actually. It was someone called Oz Esports, who I think now are a bit of a dodgy kind of, they're not really an organization, it's just some guy trying to start something <laughs> then backing out kind of last minute. Um, <laughs> but I kind of, he asked, he contacted me about doing some work with him, um, to try and build a esports team in Clash of Clans. So I started to build a bit of a team um, and a couple of big name people involved in Aussie sports. Um, and then that kind of all went south, obviously, when he just disappeared. So not really much we could carry on doing. But then Logan, who's now with Vanguard, um, yeah. con- said, spoke to me about Athelian Esports. So I spoke to the owner there and thought I, I really enjoyed liked what he was doing and what he was trying to build and stuff like that. So I kind of just brought the team over and um, started working with them. But I, the main reason I did it really was because, to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't able to um, put the time essentially into practice and play at the highest levels for the esports, um, the five v five matches, and obviously I was nowhere near good enough compared to like the best players. So I thought, well, instead of playing, I may as well try and manage and take a different shot at the esports um, career almost. So obviously when we fell in esports, we started to do pretty well. Um, finished, we almost got to the Tannels World Cup and did quite well in the Clash International Cup and a couple of other things with a few um, quite famous players nowadays. Um, and then, yeah, so that kind of happened. And then since 
I think I stopped that in December, end of December 2019. And then it must have been until about May 2020 when I next got the chance to manage a team again. So I kind of just sat around and didn't really do too much. I started playing a bit more in the um, off time between that. But yeah, I didn't really do too much in Clash for that period. I kind of had a bit of a break. And then did my event and then got back into managing with Unicorns of Love eventually. That's awesome. Cool. Um, and so if it, someone wants to get into that, so obviously I think it's quite a like quite a lot of teams are getting managers now and sort of like this this admin person, at least the players concentrate, like you say. But if someone wants to get into that, what would what would your one bit of advice be? Or what would be your top bit of advice? Um top bit of advice. Just um take what the players say with a pinch of salt because I know I've worked with a fair few people who get very um I'm not saying unicorns of love now or who in the past <laughs> just, I know in the past and I've worked with a lot of players especially through events and tournaments who get quite emotional in the heat of the moment so a lot of the time they might lash out almost and then so I would take it with a pinch of salt and make sure that the team um, that you're building everyone gets on with each other because if they don't get on with each other it's going to break down eventually and it'll all have been for nothing so make sure that the personalities match because you don't want to get stuck in a team where people don't enjoy getting on voice together and don't enjoy um, playing a game together. Oh man, that's good. Um, so we've got um, we've got some viewers' questions here. I've been trying to write them down as people have been throwing them in as well. So I've got a couple of extra ones. Um, but Alex here um, asked one earlier on. He said, "Do you still enjoy playing?" We've kind of covered that. Or do you prefer managing and organising teams? Do you still enjoy the game, or is it is it more a time thing that you just don't have the time anymore for it? Um, I've I was never great with um, the faster wars just because. I'm usually busy doing something else or I'll be um, I've got quite a lot of meetings nowadays with the events and unicorns of love and uni work and stuff like that so I never really have time for 5v5 so I kind of missed out along the panel 13 stuff which is why I'm hoping to start playing in some mixed breakdown um, clan so that's kind of like a come poach me uh, message <laughs> do a mixed breakdown but then I also managed a UK Clash World Cup team um and we always kind of get um actually i'm not gonna go into that but um i'm i enjoy playing that tunnel nine and tunnel ten with that mainly because it's kind of quite hard not to triple so i look <laughs> like i'm quite good but yeah. yeah i do enjoy playing um when it's not quite as serious as the 5v5 esports games and the, like with the uk team it's a great group of players so it's quite good fun um yeah they all quite like taking the piss out of me um but yeah yeah, I, mean, I, I absolutely loved that competition. That was, uh, I mean, I, I mean, we maybe a good time to point out that the I three star during that competition. I was quite, it was possibly one of my finest moments. Not necessarily that it was you, just that I three starred anyone. To be honest, I was like, I was getting proper carried. Like there was someone in my ear the whole time. Like now do this, now do that, stop right now, do that. So it was brilliant. So yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah, the UK um, competition was a really nice concept. I really liked it. Um, We've got um, so Alex is just mentioning your uh, just, you know just while you're trying to advertise your your availability for the mixed breakdown. Alex has uh, mentioned your um, your one star in the Alpha League qualifiers was one of his favourite moments, and uh, Homie from Tropical Fire is also um, 
throwing shade on your hits last night and uh, stuff. So you you got some nice support in the chat, helping you uh, helping you advertise your your skills. So. I'm just gonna throw out there when I last um, when I last played competitive, this was like ten or eleven at CWL. I think I was like perfect at and CWL invite after like two matches, and then I got dropped um, and didn't play again. And then, um, <laughs> I think I finished on the top 10 leaderboard for NDL Heavy for Tunnel 12. So I was good like two, maybe like a year and a bit ago. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, think the, the, skill fade, the skill fade is massive. It's so quick. It's, it, you yeah. can lose it so quickly. Um, it is, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is so the the value of the game or sort of working out the sort of the, the state of the game is see if I start consistently three starring then the game's broken but there's something wrong with the game so that's where I'm at with it at the moment I'm not doing that so I don't think the game's totally broken yet um, I'm always the one that makes the clan look bad like um, <laughs> I always bring it right down a little bit there's never, never any shade when I'm playing <laughs> that's like that's an awesome description I make the clan look fairly. <laughs> um, so what's your end? This is from Crunk, this one. What's your end game with the uh, tournament organisation? Where are you trying to go? Um, a similar one, uh, Stormy, I think, was asked in the chat as well, talked about, like, um, do you see Clash being for life or do you see this as, like, a stepping stone into a wider mobile sports or uh, esports scene? Um, I'll go with Crunk's first with tournament organising. Um, I think there's a probably there's potential anyway to get a career in that like full time. Um, so that's kind of where I'm hoping to get to, like with the ESL um, teams there, where they have a couple of people that will work on the different events and stuff like that. I kind of want to get to the level where I don't have to do another job. I want to be able to focus fully on other events or something else, and kind of with Storm is. I don't think Clash of Clans will be um, what I'm involved in for the rest of my life just because I don't see it being a, a full-time thing. But I do think it's kind of like a it's a great place for me at the minute to gain the experience I need to um, either go into kind of event management tournament organising or um, go into another kind of mobile gaming management or anything and kind of like and something like that within an esports team so that I can um, get a proper career because I don't think really as a manager you can um, be full-time if you're just in one um, game especially at the minute I do think that will change like with League of Legends you can be a manager of a team and that can be a, a full-time career but with Clash of Clans and mobile gaming at the minute I think you need to be able to do a bit more than just a one um, one game to be able to make it full time, so I don't think Clash of Clans is the be all, be all and end all, but I do think it's going to be a big part in if I do make it in esports or not. No, that's cool, man. That's good. That's 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 a, that's a, that's a nice ambition. Is like just trying to make that your your career. Um, an aim fair enough um, so I think that's a good one to finish on we've got um, what are you most proud of in the world of Clash of Clans what's your what's your greatest achievement and we've talked about a couple of like pretty pretty high profile things that are different from what most other people have done but what's your is there a particular moment or an, or an event or a, just a thing that um, you're most proud of and if you say when I three starred so and so then yeah I'll be disappointed <laughs> Well, other than this, um, obviously, probably when, <laughs> probably when I get um, 
contacted by because I've had a couple of um, organisations in the past that have tried to bring me into their um, kind of run things for them. But obviously, I'm with Unicorns of Love and the support we get is good and everything. I really enjoy being with Unicorns of Love. So I quite like it that when someone comes in and tries to headhunt you a little bit, um, and especially with the event organising. When you have a sponsor, like at the minute, I'm not having to go out and look for sponsors for events overly. Um, I did for Division 2 of the NACC, but then there's another event that will be announced tomorrow um, that when they came to me, they offered me a um, fee to run everything, obviously, and um, I'm quite proud at the minute that they kind of come to me, that they've made the contact to then ask me to run their first pilot event and hopefully many more in the future so i'm quite happy i've got to the point now where even without playing or content creating like you said i'm connected enough to be able to get job offers um within the game yeah that's awesome man that's brilliant uh, mate thank you for coming and hanging out it's been um a, just around about an hour there um of uh talking and you've had to talk for most of it that is i basically just ask you a, a single line question and then make the other person talk for ages um so thank you so much for coming on man um it's uh it's been awesome um we're going to put this on youtube afterwards as well so um you can watch this back tomorrow mate and uh and you know um have a look at that but thank you so much for coming in. And, um, <laughs> yeah and, be like, and, and then we'll, we'll both realize that um that no one can hear you and uh i've been yeah. hearing it fine but no one else has heard it for the whole time <laughs> well, we've had a good chat at least yeah exactly we had a nice conversation even if no one else could hear it